Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast, Episode 8. Give yourself grace and just work your butt off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do yeah. what needs to be done. Make your to-do list. Check it off. And don't let the fear and the anxiety of what's next paralyze you from just that next step. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hi, everyone. Our guest today is Mackenzie Fugit with Mackenzie Lee Photography, and she's an amazing senior photographer who built herself quite an incredible business. But her story's a little bit different because at the peak of her game, she made the decision that she needed to go down to part-time with her business. Mackenzie really opens up to us not only about how she runs her senior business, but also about how her health was affected from working overtime and really focusing on her mindset and her emotional well-being is what helped her to design her business so that it works best for her and for her family. She's got three little kids and they have absolutely been her priority in all of this. Mackenzie has a gigantic heart, and I'm so honored to call her my friend. Please enjoy listening to this episode as she shares her story with us. Hi, Mackenzie. Welcome to The Portrait System. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to have you here. And your story is a little bit different than some of the other interviews that I've done for this podcast specifically because you went from being a full-time photographer, kind of like at the peak of your game, with senior photos down to a part-time photographer because that is what was best for you and your family. So I'm really excited to kind of go through the details of how and why you did that. And not only that, but how you ended up getting to be this really successful senior photographer in the first place. So maybe you could start by telling us a little bit about you and what your life has been like, you know, before photography and how did you discover that you wanted to be a photographer? Sure. Yeah. So my background is in education. I went to college to be an elementary teacher and went ahead and pursued my master's in educational administration. And then I got pregnant with my first baby while I was teaching. And I took the year off to be home with her. And in that, I was like, hey, I want to take good pictures of my baby. And so Mm -hmm. I asked a friend who is in the wedding industry, what camera should I buy? And I spent that year just kind of reading, practicing, diving in as much as I could to learning the manual part of everything. And in that course of that year, when my baby was three months old, I got pregnant again. Surprise! She she was three months old. She was three months old. Whoops! Oh my God, that's hilarious. Yes. So I ended up staying a year after then he was born. So ended up having about a year and a half total at home. And in the course of that, I was taking pictures of my kids. My friend said, hey, take pictures of my kids. And it kind of just evolved in that sense. And once I went back to work, I went back part-time because I had two babies at home. And it was probably 
another two years that I was part-time teaching and part-time photography. And as my business grew and developed, it got to a point where then I had my third baby in three and a half years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, like, I like have anxiety just thinking about it. Right. I really don't remember much of those three years, but we survived, especially right. because oh I was gosh. building a business and teaching. And so yeah. what happened then at that point was once my photography paycheck outweighed my teaching paycheck, add to the fact that when you have three kids that are in childcare, essentially I was handing my paycheck to the sitter every day. That is such a good point because childcare in our country is so expensive. It is. And we don't pay our teachers a whole lot in this country. And so at three kids, I mean, for sure that would take over your salary. I mean, you would be working for no reason. Right. And essentially, that's what it was. And so that was kind of like the momentum shift I felt for me is I had three babies, I wanted to be home with them. And as my business gradually grew in the senior industry, and I stopped taking pictures of kids and didn't do weddings, and seniors were kind of the bulk at that point, I could photograph them evenings and some weekends and during the summer and be home with my kids all day. So it was just the natural next step for me. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Okay, so did you specifically choose seniors? because of that? Or, you know, how did you fall into that? So I think that was a big part of it. But also, like, my heart has always been in education. It's always been in those relationships with students. And I think Mm -hmm. by continuing that drive to pour into students and see their change through life, seniors were just kind of a natural fit for me. And I felt like I understood some of the psychology behind that, having been in education and how to market toward that age of kids. And so it just was a really good fit for me at that time of my life. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is the case because I think it could be like crossing lines here, blurred lines. Although you weren't a teacher now that I think about it at this time. But I was going to say like marketing to families of kids who you taught (laughs) because you're in a small town in Indiana, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it just seems like it might spread, you know? Yeah. And it, it did. Yeah. Yeah. And it has. That seems just like such a great way to transition out of teaching when people already know you, they trust you. It's easy to find you. So it right. just makes sense. Right. Yep. And it has been a neat fit for me in the community and still able to be with my babies at home. And so that was probably about three, four years that I was solely home and doing that full time. And then because I had three babies so quick, so close together, they naturally are growing together. And so I had them all quick. And now they've all started school really quick. And kind of the last year as my youngest is getting ready to start kindergarten next year, I knew that there was going to be this growing pain about to happen in my business. I knew that I was going to go from being at home with them all day and working in the evenings and summers to them being gone all day. And that really conflicted with my business as a senior photographer and not knowing what would be next for that. Yeah, yeah. That totally makes sense. Because if you're in the senior genre, and obviously kids go to school, except for the summer, of course, but seniors have to go to school. So you can work when your kid's at school. Right. And then when you're at home in the summer, they're home. Like, when would you ever see your kids at that point? Right. Because your kids are at school all day, but then you have to work evenings and weekends. So I could see how that could get to be tricky once they get to become school age. Right. Right. And it was. And so I knew that this change was going to happen. And I just wasn't sure quite what it was going to look like. 
Add to that, I have a type A perfectionist, people pleasing, Enneagram 8 personality, and I needed to do all the things. I needed (laughs) to be all the places. Yeah, you specifically know what you are. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. It's not just doing things, it's doing them perfect to a T. And so it became very hard for me to feel like I could be the mom that I wanted to be and build this business to the incredibleness that I wanted it to be. And so the opportunity presented itself this past spring, kind of twofold. I was experiencing a lot of anxiety around what was next, and it greatly affected my health. I was kind of holding the weight of those decisions Mm -hmm. and the weight of, I just booked 40 seniors this last year. How am I going to sustain that for the future? And then on top of that, my daughter signed up for a swim team. And because I booked my year out so early, once I got her swim schedule, I could not make it to a single swim meet of hers because I was already booked with seniors for the summer. And I didn't have any flexibility to move them because my summer was so full. Right. Oh, that's so hard. It was hard. And it was kind of a catalyst where I knew something needed to happen. My body was telling me something needed to happen. The universe was telling me something different needed to happen. I just wasn't quite sure what that was yet. Wow. Okay. So, but before we jump into you actually, you know, making the changes that you needed for your family... Sure. Give me an idea. So you had a really amazing sales average when it came to seniors, right? Yes, I did. I do. Yes. So you were like up into, and I know you still are, up in the 2000s. Correct. For average. Okay. So you're looking at 40 seniors, an over $2,000 average. It's seasonal too, right? In Indiana for the most part? Yes, very much so. Like May to really September, some in October, but very much the bulk of my shooting is done in the summer and in the fall when school starts. But we begin to lose light very quickly in November. And so then by the time school's out, it's dark. So you can't do much with that. Add to the cold of the Midwest and it's not right. so fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking out actually at we live on a lake in Michigan, which I know you know, and I'm looking yes. out at the frozen lake and people are ice fishing right now. Oh goodness. <laughs> Although hey, maybe it would be kind of cool to do a photo shoot out on the ice. Like that might actually That's true. be a good idea now. Maybe that kind of a high thinking. liability, but you know. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, true. Yes. This is a good point. Um <laughs> Thinking about, though, just how your business worked overall when you were doing full-time seniors, were you doing all of your own editing and were you outsourcing anything? What did that part look like? So it looked different every year and kind of, you know, as with any business owner, you evaluate things regularly and see what works. There were some years I did outsource. There were some years I did have an assistant. It wasn't consistent through the whole time. The bulk of where my sweet spot was in my senior business was I had a model team that I have had now for eight years. And it was kind of what set me apart from the beginning and built the community and the relationships and the experience around my business and drew people in. And they were full paying clients. I would any year have from a group of 12 girls to 30 girls, just depending on the year. And they would pay a little bit extra on top of their senior portraits to be a part of this model team. And what was great about it for me as an educator and you know a relationship seeker was I didn't just shoot their portraits one day a year, but I would carry those relationships and those shoots for an entire year with those girls. Mm, Okay. So I've heard a lot about people who do senior teams and have senior reps and that sort of thing. That always scared me. It always seemed like so much work. It is. I don't know. It is a lot of work. Yeah. So I'm curious, will you just kind of take us through what that looks like? And did you have an application process? And if I was on your senior team, what would that look like for me throughout the year? And what does it look like for you, really? Yeah. So 
The girls on my team are always recommended by the previous year's team. So it's typically by recommendation only or siblings of previous clients. And we start that process in February of their junior year. They come in for a big team meeting and we shoot in March. Like a, We have a whole model weekend and shoot their headshots and do a big video production to kind of announce them as the team. So already I'm marketing to all their junior friends. And then throughout the year, they obviously have their senior pictures. But then from year to year, it would vary. We do graduation shoots. We would do Valentine's stuff, best friend shoots. Sometimes I would offer a little perk of a family shoot before they head to college. It just kind of varied. The cool thing about it was they were getting this really incredible experience, but I was being able to strategically create the marketing material that I needed. Right. Through That's it. brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So... It does sound like a lot of work, but it sounds like in the end, it was super beneficial to you because one, like you just said, your portfolio is going to be absolutely gorgeous throughout the year, different seasons of the year too, because it seems like seniors often want like summer or spring. But if you can show that you have a studio, because I know you have a studio that you shoot in, you can do indoor in the winter or whatever and kind of spread it out so that you're not just like inundated with 40 seniors in August. Absolutely. Yes, yes. It did help me to keep my Instagram feed fresh. It kept me relevant throughout the year so that I was photographing not just from June to August. Yeah, I love that. And then also, like you said, it's helping build the word of mouth. So the girls are excited throughout the year and they're telling their friends. And yeah, even you getting some family portraits out of it. So I think that's such a smart system. It was. It was really neat. And I think What was hard for me was at the beginning, I gave some stuff away. And over time, once you learn the value around that and the value around that experience and the relationships that not only I'm getting to build, but they get to meet girls from other schools all over different counties. And you just can't put a value on that. And so by creating them as full-time clients for me, I could book out nearly my entire year in February, which was super Mm. helpful. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is very helpful. I know for me with my headshots, personal branding and just, you know, regular portrait sessions, oftentimes I might be booked a month or two out, but past that, it's not too often that I have my calendar booked. Although I take that back because now that I'm only in Seattle once a month shooting there, I get booked up way in advance for Seattle. I bet. Yeah. But here in Michigan, you know, it's just and that's how it was before I moved away from Seattle. You know, a month or two out, I would be booked, but I could look at an empty calendar and think, oh, Hmm, I hope that fills up. <laughs> you know, crash your fingers. Did. Yeah, totally. Absolutely, it always did. Yeah. Or it would like light a fire under me that I needed to market more. But that's kind of Absolutely. cool. Like, just like with weddings, when you can look at your calendar for the next year and see, all right, I'm good to go. I've got all this money that I know is coming in and I have these things booked. And so it sounds like it might be similar for seniors. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I never even really thought about it that way. Yeah. Okay. So here you are. You've got like this really amazing senior business going. And I think a lot of people would envy that and really want to be in that spot that you're in. But it sounds like for you and your family, like, yeah, the business was going well, but it wasn't an ideal situation for you. So what happened next? So several years ago, I had the opportunity to go out and meet Sue officially at her LA studio for what she called the mastermind. And she brought in several, I think it was 12 of us business owners that were succeeding at this point in our lives, but needed to know what was next. And Mm -hmm. knowing where I was and that my younger two were headed into school at that point, I knew, like I said, those growing pains were about to happen in my business, but I just didn't know what that should look like. 
And that 24 hours that I spent in LA was one of those game changers for me. And when I laid all of my things, revealed myself fully before all the all the masterminds <laughs> there, it was just eye-opening. It was good in a sense that they told me what I'm doing is great, where I'm at is great, but I was kind of at a holding pattern until I could know what was next whether that mm-hmm. was launching something even more so when my kids were in school or cutting back more once my kids were in school. And what was so freeing for me was when Sue looked at me and said, this business is yours, you own it, you have the ability and the power to make it what you want it to be. And do not let the fear of what that's going to become mold those decisions. Mm, I love, love, love that. So it was super freeing for me to say, okay, I don't necessarily have to know what's next. I don't have to know what's five years down the road. I just need to do the next right thing, whatever I feel like that is, whatever I'm hearing that is. And so from that point, fast forward to a year later this past spring, and as I'm experiencing this major anxiety around my business and some health issues related to that and not being able to see my daughter at swim meets and my youngest is about to go to kindergarten, I felt like it was now that I needed to make that first step, that next step toward change. And I was offered the opportunity to head back into the classroom as a teacher at my kid's school. Wow. And I feel like there's this stigma around, I don't know if this is true, but this is how I felt in the moment, Mm -hmm. that there's this stigma around creatives and that many of them leave full-time jobs to pursue the freedom of pursuing their own business. And I felt like, how can I do the reverse of that? How can I leave the freedom that a creative business is and go back into a full-time teaching career without feeling the judgment of, well, only people usually do this if they're feeling, but here I was booking 40 seniors a year at the order that I wanted it to be. And yet I still was feeling that churning that I needed to make a change to some degree. So I took that step of faith and I can honestly say it has been one of the best decisions for our family and for myself. It's so crucial what you're talking about, because I think we get wrapped up in the business has to look a certain way and I have to be full time. And in the end, everyone gets to design their business to be exactly what they want for them. Just like Sue said, it's like I hope everyone takes the pressure off. And doesn't feel like they have to look just like someone that they follow on Instagram in their business or the person in the town over who has like 50 shoots booked a year, you know, whatever. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. Like whatever works for you in the moment for you and for your family is just so important. And I love that you are talking about this and how you now have designed your business to be what works for you guys. And so what does your business look like now, now that you've gone back teaching full-time? So I've already booked what I had hoped that I would this year. It will look different for sure for this year. I will be taking some summer and some fall sessions, but the number will be greatly less, which I'm able to do now that I'm back to teaching. And being back in the classroom kind of naturally put some constraints around what my business is. And so the anxiety and the pressure to book as many as I was is no longer there because those natural boundaries have already been placed for me because of my time. And a huge weight has been lifted from me in terms of feeling that pressure as I head forward. And I was nervous about, well, if I'm not doing the senior model team this year and I'm not going to book 40 seniors, what is that going to look like for my business? And to see that I've already booked my goal here for the year was just kind of that 
assurance that I made the right choice. Well, it almost seems like you might even be more desirable because you're only taking a limited amount. So it's yeah. like, do I get to be one of those special clients this year, you know? And absolutely. You know, Mackenzie Lee Photography only is a specialized small boutique senior. You know what I mean? It just seems like it could be kind of a cool marketing tool that absolutely. you are limited. Yep. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost seems like you can go back to enjoying the passion that you had and the and the love of shooting and the love of just being with the kids and the senior girls where maybe as when the pressure is so intense, when that's your full-time gig, it's hard. I don't know. Sometimes that can kind of get clouded. Absolutely. And it definitely did for me. And it has been, my health is better than it has been in years. And my mind is freed more than it has been in years, even with being a full-time teacher and part-time, which let's be honest, no creative is ever really part-time, right? Our, our brains are always right, going. Right. It's so true. So I feel like essentially I'm still doing two full-time jobs, but nonetheless. And the other really cool thing about heading back into the classroom is now having been a business owner and knowing what it means to market, I have a new perspective too on how all the things that Sue teaches in terms of empowerment and confidence and building all of those things into who you are as a person has changed my perspective as a teacher too. And what she teaches isn't just solely for photographers, but can be so transient amongst any career. And that has been really cool for me to watch myself evolve from 10 years ago as a teacher to now having owned a business and knowing what I do now. Oh my gosh, this is such great feedback because I think often, you know, most of us in this community are photographers and we apply what we learn from Sue's education to our photography business. I know personally, I've applied it to other aspects of my life 100%. Right. But to hear you say that you're applying it to your teaching, that's so cool. And I love that it's transcending all like different careers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. How do you implement some of these strategies or ways of thought into what you're doing? Well, you know, as a photographer, the thing I always heard from Sue and what I appreciated about her, because I found her later into my career where I had already established my sales average and was pretty successful. But what I appreciated about Sue and her educational platform is that she doesn't just tell you what to do and how to do it. She looks a lot at the whys and about the heart issues and the mind issues and the blocks. And as a mom of three young kids and a business owner, a lot of times I get into like go mode and it's just survival, right? You just do what mm -hmm. you have to do. And totally, so totally. by finding her, it became that means of self-reflection. Well, why am I feeling this way? And why am I making the decisions this way? And so transferring that back into the classroom, being a teacher is busy, especially I teach kindergarten. They're busy little kids. Oh, but yeah. being able to focus on, no, this is not just our list of to-dos for the day. This is not just what I'm teaching you. But there is so much more education to the whole person that I can I could get emotional talking about it because mm -hmm. after having seen moms usher their seniors into a different stage of their lives. Here I am on the other end of the spectrum as a mom and a teacher, and I see where they're headed in 16, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And it just has given me such a new perspective on educating a whole child and not just the what's to do's and everything, but the why's and the heart and the mind issues behind it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's and incredible. then add to that, you know, as a photographer, one of your huge chunks of time is marketing and knowing how to market a business successfully and having clients buy into that experience and have them feel like they are a part of what you do 
And man, it has been so cool to create a classroom culture of belonging and market to those families to let them know there's not, it's not just what we're doing, it's the why we're doing it here. And to see the community that has developed amongst the parents and kids in my classroom, having known that that is such a valuable part of building a brand. Wow. I love this so much. This just absolutely blows me away. I'm like, can I just move to Indiana so you can be my voice teacher? <laughs> yes, <laughs> give them to me. <laughs> oh, that's so incredible. I love it. And I'm wondering too, like when you had your first daughter and stopped teaching for a while and had this big break, like, did you ever think you would go back to teaching? Man, that's a good question. I am such an impulsive person that I'm like, I would love to know the end game. But mm-hmm. for me and what I've learned through my life is we don't have to know what the next best thing is, or I guess more long terms, what the answer is to that. I wasn't looking 10 years down the road, Mm -hmm. but I knew at that point in my life when I had my first daughter and I was home that for at least these next few years, that was the next best thing for us and for our family. And things happen in stages. And if as a person, we can have the confidence and the empowerment to pursue that Whatever that's going to look like, not knowing what that end game is. I don't know if I'll head back full time into photography in five or six mm-hmm. years. I don't know if I'll pursue that administration degree I have at any given point. And I don't mm-hmm. have to know that. You know, there are seasons to our lives. And if we always live in that unknown, that's where anxiety can root itself. And that's where I felt like I was battling those health issues because I was worrying so much about what that future held. Instead of saying, well, for today and tomorrow in this next six months or whatever it may be, this is the next best decision for us. And I have to live solely in that, trusting that over time, that 10 years will be revealed for me. I just feel like I want to like stop and re-listen to that because it was such good words of wisdom. And like you said, we can carry so much anxiety wondering about the what ifs and what's going to happen and where will I go next and all of that. But man, it's I feel like when we do that, we forget to like stop and enjoy what's happening now. And absolutely just to be in the moment and to be present and things are going to evolve. And that's not to say that I don't think we should be in the back of our mind here and there setting things up like you are keeping your business going just in case, you know, obviously, because I know you still love to shoot. But also, like you said, maybe you will want to go back to it one day. And you'll have that choice. And that's really cool, too. So, yeah. And you, I think your husband is in the school administration, too, right? He is. Yeah, we're all in the same tiny little Indiana school district. <laughs> that's so awesome. So you get to spend this time in your life that you said is so, so important because we know even though the days are long, the years are fast with our kids. And the fact that this is your priority right now and you get to spend your time with your family and then also do what you love is it's really remarkable. It really, truly is. And I hope that you didn't feel any sort of shame or guilt or anything for going back to a job, you know? Not at all. And, you know, so much of that fear of that is self-imposed. And a lot of times we have to get past our own blocks when you know other people in reality aren't thinking that. And initially, I felt like there was a lot of explaining that I did to people. No, my business wasn't failing. No, I'm not giving up the studio. And I just had to come to a place of realization, like, this doesn't have to be an either or thing. This can be a Mm -hmm. best of all the things that I need right now and be totally okay with that and not having to explain myself to anyone. Yeah. For those listening, I was part of that mastermind with you. And I just remember that whole process and sitting there with you and like your brain going and all of us had some revelations that day about our business. And I'm just, I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud that you have taken the steps to make your life 
what you want it to be right now. It's, Thank you. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. Because I think a lot of people out there are wondering what's next and how to make what they want happen. And sometimes there will be people who will post in our private Subrice Education Facebook group that they're just starting out and they, you know, they want to quit their job and they want to like go full speed ahead, but they maybe don't have the financial savings for it. And they just want to like quit. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like there is no shame in having a job as you're building and as you need it. Right. I just hope people don't get the idea that in order to be this like amazing, successful photography, you have to be full time right away and you have to have this average and this and that. It can all be individually designed based on what we need at the time. And if what you need at the time is to work a job while you're doing your business, so what? Like there's nothing wrong with that. I'm super thankful for my husband in that aspect because I am the spender and he is completely the, we will do this (laughs) debt free. And so, so much of when when I was building that business, when I was teaching part-time and building the business and my kids were young, it was, you know, almost like a monthly check-in. Like, how are we doing now? Are the numbers there? Do I still need to do some more things? And that's okay for a given time. You know, I think the echo of my life is to everything there is a season and the next step will be apparent when it needs to be there. And so as I step then full-time and now I head back part-time, you know, life is not a straight line. It curves and it bends. And the best gift that we can give ourselves is the gift of grace and flexibility and being willing to roll with the punches and say, you know, there is no right answer for necessarily anything. And we Mm -hmm. get the choice and we are empowered to choose what that is. Oh, I'm like, amen, sister. Absolutely. It's so true. Let me preach today. (laughs) No, I love it. It's so true. And the goals that I set might look completely different today than they do, you know, three years from now. And my goals are going to be completely different than Nancy down the street or Sarah in Kentucky. You know, who knows? It's just all about looking at truly what makes us happy and what do we want And that is something that I'm so fortunate to be ingrained in me that I'm not going to settle for being unhappy and doing something that isn't working for me or isn't working for my family. And I know a lot of people have learned that through, Sue, like you said, it's not just about the business part of it. A lot of it is the emotional part of it and just the mentality that comes with who we are as people and rewriting our story. And I know there are so many people, including me and you, who have benefited from learning that piece to this whole puzzle we call life. Absolutely. And don't hear me wrong that it's not important to have all your ducks in a line for a business and you can just coast along and, you know, roll with the punches as (laughs) you go. Obviously, there are boundaries set around that and you have to be a good organizer and a good salesperson. And I learned that along the way. But there comes a time when you do have to make that choice as whether you will try to mold to the path of whatever you think it should be or release that freedom to give yourself that grace and and take whatever the next step you feel like is best. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. So for people out there who are interested in having a part-time business, but they're trying to stay relevant, like maybe they don't have time to do new shoots all the time, so they don't always have new work and how do you stay relevant? Do you post old stuff? Do you, you know, reach out to past clients? How do you keep that going, I guess? Yeah, I mean, for sure. When you shoot a senior, you shoot five, six outfits a session. And so I only post a couple from each session initially. So I do have those older images to continue to post. And everybody loves Instagram stories in the day to day. And so just staying connected in that sense with clients 
And then I also have a really unique opportunity in that my studio is connected to a boutique that I shoot weekly for. And mm-hmm. so I'm able to continue to create marketing material in that sense without it being as heavy a workload as shooting a full senior session. Right. Okay. That's cool. And that sounds fun too. It is. Yeah. It's a little bit different than just always outside and, you know, being able to mix it up. It's not so great for my shopping issues. <laughs> we make it work. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I can imagine. Uh, what do your senior shoots look like in general? You said you do five or six outfits. Are those all outside or some inside? Do you do hair and makeup? How does that work? Yeah, we do the whole thing. They start with hair and makeup and our hair and makeup artist comes along on the session with us. So for each outfit that they change, they will change a little bit their hair and the makeup, the lip color. It's also in July, August in Indiana, it's pretty hot and humid. And so to have the assurance of not having your face melt off while you're in the middle of shooting is wonderful. (laughs) Right. So we'll shoot four or five sessions. The other cool thing that has set my business apart is I use a lot of video in my business. And I think there's such value to that. A mom that watches a video of her child inevitably is drawn to tears every time at the ordering appointment. Yes. So it has been a huge value for me marketing-wise and sales-wise to be able to have that kind of in my repertoire. I love that you do that. And obviously, you know that I hired you to do a promo video for me for my mother-daughter photo shoots. And I got so much good feedback on that. That was such a helpful marketing tool for me. So I love that you add that in for your girls. Because yes, photos are absolutely amazing. They're beautiful. I can't, you know, can't live without them. And that video piece, oh, it's so beautiful when you set it to music and, you know, you just have them smiling and laughing and, oh, I just love yep. it. I love It tells a story. Yeah, mm-hmm. it truly tells a story. And going back to that mama's heart, nothing compares to seeing the evolution of your daughter's smile to giggle to full out, you know. Yeah. And so it does. It speaks volumes. And it has that has helped boost my sales average the last couple of years when you sell it only with a given package. So... Yeah. Oh, that's so smart. I love, love, love that you do that. And what do you shoot with? Canon Mark IV. Okay. Yeah. That's what I have too. Do you use different lenses outdoor than you do indoor? I pretty much live by my 50. Occasionally Mm -hmm. I'll use a 35 for video or for more of those lifestyle portraits, but I don't very much sway from those two. Okay. And then what about lighting? I use all-natural light reflector. In studio, I'll sometimes pull out my studio lights, but it's honestly, it's not very often that seniors in our area want much of a studio option. It's there if they want it, but they don't often take it. Typically, all outfits are done outside at a variety of locations. Yeah. Well, I love your work. And if I was a senior, I would totally hire you. <laughs> you well, thank you. Do, yeah, you do really beautiful work. So yeah, I was I was curious. I thought you did natural light, but I wasn't sure. And I can tell you use a reflector because you always have good catch light in the eyes. So yeah, yeah I yep. love it. I love it. Okay, so the next segment of the show is when I ask four questions to people. Okay. And I ask the same questions to everyone. Okay. The first one is what is something you can't live without when you're shooting? Ooh, that's a good question. So for me... I think going back to the video component, I don't know if this is something I couldn't live without, but for me, I feel the drive, the creative drive to capture video in every single shoot. Does that count? Mm -hmm. Yeah, heck yeah, it does. Because like you said, you're building your sales average with that too. Absolutely. And the marketing material that you can produce from that is incredible. Yes, such a good point. I think people love seeing the behind the scenes, not only your clients, but other photographers really love seeing the behind the scenes too. Yep. 
Absolutely. It seems like when I post my behind the scenes photos on Instagram, I always get a lot of like comments and questions and people like thanking me or whatever. And I always like seeing how other people do it too. It's fun. Yeah. I think we can thank that to reality TV shows. Right. Like everybody wants right. to know all the things. So show totally. me them all. Yeah. And just a quick plug for Caitlin Timmons. She did a video on the, it's on the Sue Bryce Education website for how to do behind the scenes. Caitlin yes. is this the most amazing self-taught. She was Sue's assistant for years and just started watching and learning how to do video just because she was in the studio. She was never a photographer, never a videographer. And over the last couple of years, I mean, she's freaking brilliant. She at is what incredible. She yes. Yes. And so she did this behind the scenes, how to do these like marketing videos. And I just I love it. So I just had to do a quick plug for that. Yes. OK, so number two, how do you spend your time when you aren't photographing? Oh, with these three crazy kids of mine. Yeah. <laughs> we love adventuring. We love traveling. My husband and I, we love to laugh and have fun. And so most of the time we just spend dance parties and laughing at each other, basically. Oh, I love it. I love it. I have to meet him one day. <laughs> He's a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number three, what's your favorite inspirational quote? Okay, so one of my favorite authors and speakers is Rachel Hollis. Mm, okay. And I have this quote here that says, I am successful because I have never once believed my dreams were someone else's to manage. That's the incredible part about your dreams. Nobody gets to tell you how big they can be. Ooh, I love that. I feel like that rings true in what we've talked about, that once you release kind of what you feel is going to be judgment against you and you give yourself the freedom to pursue whatever that is, you get to empower yourself to make those choices. Absolutely. I love, love, love that. And number four, what would you say to people who are just getting started? I think I'll go back to the give yourself grace and just work your butt off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. what needs to be done. Make your to-do list. Check it off. And don't let the fear and the anxiety of what's next paralyze you from just that next step. Perfect advice. Perfect advice. Thank you for that. <laughs> I yes. think a lot of people need to hear that. So that's great. Absolutely. And where can people find you, Mackenzie? So my website is Mackenzie, M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E, Lee, L-E-E, photography.com. And then on Instagram, I'm Mackenzie Lee Photo, spelled the same way. Awesome. I encourage you to check out Mackenzie's website and her work. And you're just overall a really great person. And I love, love, loved spending time with you when you did your video for me. And then when yes. I photographed you and your mom. Yes. Too, well, you that. know, we adore you. So. Oh, but yeah, I'm super glad I got to know you. And just I'm really glad that you did this interview with us because I do think it's important for people to take the pressure off when needed. Yes. And, yeah. and to make sure we focus on doing what works for everyone individually, as opposed to thinking it has to be like a cookie cutter business. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And we will talk soon. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35 and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love, and there are posing downloads, lighting downloads, I mean, truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.